This podcast is brought to you by the All In Network. Don't forget to head over to allinnetwork.net to find all of our other podcasts, including the All In Podcast, Random Bliss Podcast, Real Deal Radio, All In Politics, and the Beast Gaming Podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, beasts all out there, welcome to the second episode of the Beast Gaming Podcast. It means a lot for me for you guys to be here. It's uh, it's really cool to be able to continue doing this. And what a crazy two weekends we've just passed, okay? Let's just talk about, let's just be real about this, all right? The last two weekends surrounding the Call of Duty League has been epic, Epic gameplays. Um, I would say uh, my bracket that we talked about last week or last time we talked does not exist. It doesn't. It no longer exists. It, like it was just. Comp- well, nobody's bracket exists. But mine was completely broken, thanks to the London Royal Ravens. All right, that was the team that messed everything up. That's the team that messed everything up. And and I'm I'm you know congrats to them for making top four. You know, great stuff huge things but dag man y'all, y'all couldn't wait y'all couldn't like do this next next year or something like that you, you couldn't let me live through or breathe life into my uh my bracket then come on like seriously that is what it is but holy crap first of all can we just say congratulations to freaking dallas empire for winning the 2020 call of duty league championship like this was huge, chat. Like this, this was huge, y'all. This was incredible stuff. I, I, I didn't expect. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. From my old bracket, we knew that the final two were going to come down to Atlanta phase and the Dallas Empire. You know, it broke my heart when I had to say, you know what, Chicago Huntsmen are going to lose in the semifinals. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, though. Like, I knew I, I knew we were going to lose because of, you know, just how crazy um, the team that we're going to... Either teams that we're going to play were going to be that good. Because um, I knew we were going to beat Underworld Ravens or whoever that next play, game, that next team is going to be. I thought it was going to be Florida, but Florida pooped on everybody. It just didn't work on anybody. It pooped on their own self and just messed up everybody. Um but I knew Chicago Huntsman was going to beat the next following team in the like the loser bracket, which happened to be London Royal Ravens, and they had to play uh, the winner out of Atlanta and Dallas. All right, the winner between Atlanta and Dallas in the winners bracket played Chicago Huntsman. I didn't think it was going to be. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be Atlanta. I mean, yeah, I didn't think they were going to be there. I didn't think they were going to be the other team that Chicago Huntsman had to play. I really thought it was going to be what we assumed it was going to be to get to to the finals was going to be Dallas to Chicago. But I keep forgetting this Dallas team is a different team. This Dallas team knows what they're doing. You know, they have a really great, they had a great structured team overall, but the way the Chicago Huntsman went out against uh, Atlanta, it hurt. It hurt watching it. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted, I knew, like I said, I knew they were going to lose. But I was hoping for a three-two, not a three-one. Um, it was it was hard it was heartbreaking to see that, but you know things happen. You know it was I feel like if it was a different environment, if it was like face-to-face land and all that, this things would have been different. 
things would have been different. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. It would have been different. But online is, you know, it's a different ball field. It's a different arena. So it is what it is. It is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll walk past that. All right. But now let's talk about the championship round. Oh, man. I, okay. I didn't expect the championship round to be the way it was. Okay. A five to one blowout by the Dallas Empire toward the, the Atlanta uh, phase. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I saw coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming. All right. Let's put that out there. I don't think anybody saw that domination ha like to, to happen that way. We thought it was going to be a, you know, pound for pound straight to around 11. Like it was going to get ugly. Wait, round nine, not 11, nine, around nine. And, and it didn't get there. It didn't even get there at all. It, it, it was crazy. Dallas Empire was so in tune with each other. They were working together as a team. They were flawless this weekend, this past weekend in the champs. They were flawless. Shotzi was, you know, hitting his shots. Clayster and Crim6 being the leaders that they are, guiding these, you know, guiding the rookies to a championship. Like, these, this, the entire team, you know, came together and did what they had to do. And I feel like in the beginning of the uh, the league, a lot of people didn't see Dallas Empire getting far because of the rookies that they had coming on, all right? Um, you know, they didn't see them coming as... They didn't. It's, it's a different arena, you know. So I believe Shotzi comes from the, the 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 Halo scene, and he came to Call of Duty and became rookie of the freaking league, like became rookie of the year. Like that's different. This guy made history on his own. <laughs> like this guy made history on his own. But uh, he, I don't think he would have. I don't think. I still, yeah. People still believe that Dallas Empire wouldn't have gotten this far. They shouldn't have gotten this far. But with through all the uh, adversity that this team has faced, with people saying that they're not going to go far because they have rookies and you know people that rely on their pros and, and their uh, their veterans and all that stuff, this team proved that you don't got, don't listen to those naysayers. Don't listen to those people that want us to do bad. That wish the worst on us. We're going to show them why we are the best of the best in this league in the world. And they did. Like there was no competition. None. Atlanta, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yo, the one the thing that blows my mind is Simp is a great player on Atlanta Face. This I feel like this guy is the leader of Atlanta Face. He's a great he's a great player. He's young. He's hungry. He wants to win. He wants to be the best that he can possibly be. And he is probably definitely up there as one of the best players in the league. All right, just without any competition, like he's definitely one of it's obvious. The guy is he's a monster in Call of Duty. But the one thing that blows my mind is with all the excitement behind FaZe, the way that FaZe played this entire season, we, we all assumed that FaZe had what it take, had what it took to really take the championship. Like there was going to be no there, people. Uh, a lot of people thought that Atlanta Phase was going to be the ones that were going to take the championship this year. Because the way they played the entire season, they dominated teams. Yes, they had some hiccups, but it didn't, it didn't 
that didn't really phase them, you know. Get it? Phase? No, forget it. Uh, <laughs> it didn't stop them from doing what they got to do to be the elite team that they are this entire time. But then again, if you look at London Royal Ravens, they did okay, but they, they weren't the best team at all. They were close to the bottom of the bracket. But they freaking came out and destroyed the teams that we assumed that they were going to make top four. It sucks. Like, I don't want to say it sucks. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's freaking mind-blowing. But then again, when it comes to Call of Duty, if your game, if your shots are not right and your game is not right, your teammates are not, you know, where they need to be at, the, at that certain moment, yeah, things change. The entire series can change. If you're not mentally prepared to compete during that time, yeah, your 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 time is up. You know, your time is up. But it's it's really amazing to see this team be so incredible at what they are. You know, Dallas Empire proved to everybody, proved to everybody in the world that they are the best team to ever <laughs> to ever do it. Congrats to Clayster and Crimsix joining the Three Rings Club. Like, and I believe Crimsix now, without any argument, is he has earned the title as best Call of Duty player in history. He has cemented that title for himself, and without any arguments, he he deserves it. You know, he deserves it. You know, you go back. I know a lot of people wanted to see a um, a Chicago Huntsman versus Dallas Empire finals because it would be like a great storyline. Scump versus uh, Crim Six, you know, uh, Crim Six being the quote unquote uh, villain in the Call of Duty League because of you know who he is and his personality, whatever. Um, but that, I feel like that would have been an epic uh, Call of Duty finals. I really think that would have been a really good storyline to uh, use. Just the, the the bickering back and forth between Scump and uh, Crimson would have been like crazy during uh, during Twitter. I swear, like just having that would have been epic to see. It would have been awesome to see. But you know, it is what it is. But I definitely wanted to take some time to uh, to talk about a little bit about what we saw in the final moments of the Call of Duty League and. Uh, with everything that happened with the final round of the Dallas Empire um, versus the Atlanta phased game. Um, just the reactions of the teams, you know. We have the video here that we're going to play. Uh, I really hope you guys can, uh, if you guys listen to the audio, I hope you guys can hear everything. I know you can't see, but listen to the commentators and how exciting, how excited they are to see what happened in this game. Um, but I'll make sure I uh, share the link with you guys uh, when it goes on uh, YouTube and all that stuff, and I'll make sure you guys can see what's going on. Um, but this is this video is courtesy of the Call of Duty League. Thank you so much for this video um, and being this being a great entertainment for all our Call of Duty fans out here. You guys, have, the production team has been been through a lot. Being able to have to go to uh, online and having to change the entire format of the Call of Duty League to make it, you know basically online for everybody, it, was, it wasn't tough. It wasn't easy. I can only imagine how difficult it was, but you guys pulled through. You guys are finally done for the 2020 season. You guys, did, I feel like you guys did a great job. Yes, there were some hiccups here and there, but you guys did great. Uh, so kudos to you guys. But here is uh, the video of our uh, the winning moment of the Dallas Empire versus Atlanta Phase Championship Games. Woo! Early first bloods. On offense, give them such an advantage. Now, can they win it 
with a defensive round. All the pressure on Atlanta face. They get us to a round 11. And Faze will have to get there on offense. BC just barely gets out with his life. Towards Cafe and the smoke out. Here they come. The flood's gonna be on through. Shot through the smoke for Krim. Krim is making the play. Krim will drop, but he does the damage. He's been massive in this series. Stays on cell. Yep, play going all the way around. Shotzi gets the call out. Shotzi makes the two versus four. It feels like the 15th 2v4 for FaZe. They've been put in so many bad spots. In this search and destroy, does it end here? Empire can smell it. They're all trying they to get Major Maniac. It. They're all isolating him. They're all isolating Major Maniac. He's trying to play his life. He's trying to stay alive. Simp backs up to help him. But they have 30 seconds, Maven. They have to go. Everywhere you look, you just see Empire go. players. Time ticking. Second by second, FaZe's dream of a championship is disappearing. Every window, every door, there's somebody. It's a ludicrous gunfight win for Sim, but will it be enough? Just 12 seconds to go. Seemingly nothing that he can do, and there's the final kill. Dallas Empire, get it done. They are your 2020 Call of Duty League champions. Crim6 now undisputedly the greatest Call of Duty player of all time. Clayster goes back to back to get his third chip as well. And for the youngsters in Illy, Pook, and Shotzi, their lives are forever, forever changed. I have to admit how excited I was to see. It, it still gives me goosebumps, y'all. It still gives me goosebumps to witness what just happened being like a big fan of call of duty just the game itself not just even the league just the game in general if you watch the shots and watch all the 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 gameplay that happened during this time is very of course it's very fast paced you know if i feel like for me the Dallas Empire wanted to get this thing done as fast as possible to, to finally, you know what, like, you know what, these, these, these guys cannot stop us. Let's just push the pedal to the metal and destroy these cats. And that's exactly what they did. They didn't waste any time. They went in there and got the job done for this last round. And just the excitement on Clayster's face, the excitement on uh, Crimson's face, Knowing that they received their third ring in the history for the Call of Duty uh, League, or and just in general for Call of Duty game um, competitive, it is it is mind blowing. It's just amazing. It really is, guys. Like Crim Six was for me. Let's let's put it out there. Crim Six was the first Call of Duty player that I actually followed on Twitch um, after watching the final. Um, the final championship of the Call of Duty World League last year, Crim6 became somebody I, I wanted to start following a little bit more. I, I, I uh, follow his Switch channel and um, just watched his gameplay and watched the, how he 
um, introduced himself as you know part of the Empire brand and all that stuff. When that all changed and all that stuff happened, I, I followed that app a little bit, a little bit more. Um, even though I, always, I followed Call of Duty for for a while, um, I I started becoming more active when it, when it came to following the Call of Duty competitive part as of last year. Because um, number one, they displayed the, the the championship game or the playoffs in game. Like while you're playing, you can watch the the game, the competitive part in the game itself. So that made me excited. You know, that made that forced. I won't say it forced, but it, it allowed players to see the action while you're playing the game as well. So you understood what was going on in the competitive scene of it, and you know, you're. you're it makes people understand that you're not missing anything. You're, you're here with us. So I was hoping that was ha- that would happen this year. Uh, I know uh, Hex uh, uh, from NRG and Huntsman. He had mentioned, "What if you would? What if uh, Activision or Infinity Ward put the the game, uh, the live com- uh, feed of the championships uh, in the stadium while you're playing Warzone? You guys can watch everything going on on the giant screen in there, like a jumbotron in there. You can watch the gameplay right then and there. You, there could be like a a server." Where you can just go into one of the Warzone maps and you know there's no guns, you can be you can get dropped into the stadium and legit be able to sit there and watch the competitive gameplay of the Call of Duty League on the Jumbotron. Like that would be freaking amazing. That would be incredible, right? You know, we wish, we wish, you know, we really wish that things could happen that way, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. But. Uh, but it, it doesn't change what's going to happen next year. I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. But um, I got to say again, congratulations to the Dallas Empire for absolutely destroying Atlanta Face. <laughs> like, I, there's no way else you could put it. You can, There's no other way you could put it. They absolutely destroyed Atlanta Face. They didn't give Face a chance to breathe. Okay, maybe one gas of air when, that, when they won that one, uh, one match. But... They absolutely destroyed FaZe. FaZe, honestly, is they're still a good team. I still give them credit because they made it to the finals. They destroyed my favorite team, like, legit. So I got to give them credit where credit is due. But Dallas Empire, you deserve it. Congratulations to all five of you guys um, for making it this far. Again, congratulations to uh, Crim6 and Clayster for making it to the Three Rings Club uh, beside Karma uh, of Optic Gaming. And, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride for that one. Awesome ride. Now... Let's dive into a little bit about what's going to happen next year. Yeah, next next season, the Call of Duty season, is going to be a, a, a different different look. It has been determined, determined that the Call of Duty League will go back to 4v4. Now, a lot of pros, a lot of organizations are like, yes, that's awesome. You know, that's amazing. When it comes down to me, my question is, so who gets pushed to the bench? I mean, look at if you look at if you look at the Dallas Empire right now. Look at the team, you know. Look at the team, and you have all five who all contributed to this to this championship round. Who do they push to the bench? I can guarantee you, it won't be Clayster. It will not be Crimsix, and I. Without a doubt, I don't think it's going to be Shotzi either. These three have been monumental to this team. 
You have the two veterans. You have the MVP. I'm sorry. Yeah, MVP in, in Clay in uh, Crim Six, and you have the Rookie of the Year of the season in Shotzi. Who do you push to the to the to the bench? Like who do you who do you choose? And then if you look at Atlanta Faze, you have Major Maniac, Selium, Simp, Priesta, and the Beezy. Simp for dang sure ain't going to the bench. <laughs> like Priesta, I don't think so. Abizi, I don't think so either. Those three are really great players. Selium has done amazing as well. Like, who do you push to the bench? Who do you push to the bench? Like, it's just gonna be tough. Look at like no, even look at Optic Gaming. Look at Chicago Huntsman. Look at that roster. Let me see if I can pull that up. Look, look at the roster. And who? How can you tell? How can you tell anybody if this is who you're, you're gonna have to push to the side? Like, this is who's gonna have to go to the bench. It's tough. It is tough. You have Chicago Huntsman, who has Scump. You have Formal. You have the Twins in um, Prestini. Um, you have it's it's a tough like it's it's tough it's tough, and then you I don't know how you're gonna do it, guys. Like, I don't think there's a, a way to easily say hey. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to push you to to the side. Like we're gonna like you're gonna have to be on on the bench for now. It's it's good, you know we, you know it is what it is, but we're gonna have to push you on to the to the bench for now. It's not going to be easy. Somebody's going to be very upset. Feelings are going to be hurt. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to to choose that. And I don't think anybody's willing to 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 pick a twin over the other, which is going to be hard. Like if, even if you look at if you look at you know the optic gaming roster, you have Quavo, uh, you have Dashy, you have J Cat, you have Slasher. Um, you have TJ Halley, like, how do you, a hollow, like, how do you, how do you choose who, who was, who gets pushed to the bench? I feel like it's going to come down to the point where they're going to have to do like, uh, tryouts all over again. Like they're going to have to play and see who's going to be able to fit in what spot, depending on how the, the meta is for, uh, the new game coming out, Black Ops Cold War, um. And you know it's gonna—it's all going to come down to who plays where, who's going to fit in. But I don't know, guys. This is going to be tough. This is going to be something that we, of course, we're going to have to wait until uh, further uh, information comes out when it comes to game uh, gameplay and um, how the teams uh, get into the competitive part and start practicing and getting used to the games and the guns and the maps and who's going to fit in the in the perfect part in, in, in the in the game. Like I know, even like. This is the the different part about esports. I'm I'm from a basketball background, you know. When it comes down to certain um, parts of the game, if you come down to the nitty gritty fourth quarter, uh, maybe a minute and a half left, and you have, you know, some certain timeouts you can take, and you have certain plays that you need to make to make sure that your team is successful at the end of this game, you have certain players that you have it. You have that sixth man that is ready on the bench. That's either a shooter or a big man, or whatever you need at the moment that, when you come when it comes down to strategizing to winning the game. So, it's it's similar. I wonder if it's going to be similar to this. I'm not sure how it works when it comes to the rules of Call of Duty, but, you know, if you have that 4v4 four, four game, um, that 4v4 game, um, you know, 
roster in the gameplay when it comes to certain maps you know everybody plays in one time first you know everybody does that and then you have an opportunity to just like all right so us four will play search and destroy whatever and then uh i know my strength is not search and destroy uh it's not uh hardpoint or whatever the next one's going to be uh, so I'm going to opt out for this game mode and have somebody else come in just for this game mode. Are they going to be able to do that? I haven't seen that done this entire season when it comes to Call of Duty. I'm not sure if that's against the rules, but I haven't seen that done yet. Like, are they going to swap out players and, hey, I'm good at search and destroy. I'll take this one in. Here, I'm going in, and then I'm going to be swapped out for another player that's good at hardpoint and let him do what he got to do or let her, you know, let them do what they got to do. Like, I want to see more of that. I would love to see that happen. I know it's going to change a lot of the things that, you know, people are used to. Uh, it's going to change a lot of, might be a little bit technical difficulties, whatever, but if it's still online when, when things happen. But I want to see that that communication. I want to see that, that respect of different players' uh, abilities. I want to see more use of the bench players. Please. I, like, I, I'm, I'm a big person. Even just because of my background, when it comes to being on the bench, you know, when it comes to, okay, I'm not going to put that out there, all right? I was on the bench for basketball, but I still got my time, all right, chat? I still got my time, all right? <laughs> but I want, like, organizations, you know, these teams are putting together these teams of maybe five, six, almost ten play, play, player rosters, but they're not using them to their, their entire capacity. So why have these subs if we're not going to use them, you know? If you know, if you have these t these these players on your roster just to be there to fill a space, you're just wasting people's time. You're just wasting people's time. Their, their players could be playing in the Challengers League or Challengers, you know, uh, competitive scene and still making money and still, you know, competing and still having that rep and still getting time, you know. But you're just signing them and just say, hey, you're, I want you on, on my roster, but you're not you're not gonna get any, you're not gonna see any uh, game time. You're just gonna sit there. Don't do that to people. Don't do that to players. That's not what they're there for. Like, I'm pretty sure, I think Sensor was one of the bigger players that uh, from New York Subliners who talked about that. You know, he wanted his starting spot. He wanted his chance to shine. He didn't want to sit on the bench that long. Like, he wanted to be able to, sh to prove himself that he was worth playing. He was worth being on the games. Like, why not be put him in the game if he's good at what he does? So he argued with that. A lot. He argued with the team. You know, he, he just didn't see eye to eye with the, the organization. And he just didn't see eye to eye with the, the league in general. Because, yeah, like, it's it's just a waste of time for for some subs to be on, on a roster and not have a chance to display their skills and be able to show why they, they're pros, you know. So I would love to see more rotation of sub players. If you have subs on your bench, make sure you put them to use. Give like give their players, give their, your star players some chances to to get themselves calmed down from their gameplay that they played, and they know they're good at certain game modes. Let them play those game modes, and then swap out the ones that aren't that strong in those game modes with the subs that are pretty good at those sub uh, at those games. Give opportunities to shine. Give them opportunities. Now I know there was a big um, conversation about if Call of Duty was going to expand uh, to more teams this year. The league said no. Unfortunately, the league said no. The league said no. Which sucks because, of course, that limits uh, how many players are going to you know, be able to play. Uh, 
I know some some players and some some people are going to lose their jobs just because of you know the whole game change with the four v four, and it sucks that you know more teams aren't able to join the league and have the chance to invest in that. It is what it is. It's not, it's not something we can change right now, which I, I it really does suck because I would love to see more organizations be a part of this. You know, you know, we started out great this year with what we had 12 teams great you know it was a great uh a great start a great inaugural lead, uh a, a great inaugural start to the call of duty league itself the franchise version of it but i would love to see more i want to see more teams uh i would love to see 100 thieves get it uh a chance to get back into this league i love i honestly loved watching the 100 thieves team in the Call of Duty World League the last year when it when it happened. They were they were a team that a lot of people underestimated, but they went out and shined. Like they did an incredible amount of damage to that league because they were just so good. They were young, they were so they were, they were hungry. They wanted to, they wanted to prove that they could compete with the best of the best and they did that. So I would love to see hopefully one day 100 thieves on this roster list of teams um, I'm not really sure who else would be interested in joining this, though. Like, looking at all the different uh, organizations that were a part of the Call of Duty League and um, just the investment in it, I feel like we have a, a good a good spread. Um, I, I'm really, I'm so glad we have two international teams, though. I would love to see a new one. Like, I know Gen, Gen G Esports, I believe is like... Um, it's overseas, and I believe in like the Asian Pacific, Atlantic Pacific, whatever that that region is. <laughs> um, but I can see Gen G possibly jumping into this as well. Um, that'd be that'd be a really interesting uh, push for that. But I mean, I mean, I'm just speaking out loud. You know, I'm just I'm not a professional when it comes to these uh, organization things. You know, but I would love to see another international team be a part of this and to represent a different part of the east uh i can't see east coast but east part of the world <laughs> that's the word i'm looking for the eastern uh hemisphere of the world i would love to see more teams be become part of this because this is only going to get bigger the call of duty league is only going to get bigger call of duty in general is a worldwide known video game it is a a brand that everybody, a lot of people love to uh, love to play, even though there is, um, you know, the game in general has some, some, some hiccups, some uh, headaches, and uh, some issues that need to be worked out. But I think overall, Call of Duty is not going to anywhere anytime soon. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Now, let's dive into what we want, what we expect to see from. Black Ops Cold War. Like I, I'm, I'm very excited to see how this game is going to be. Uh, we have a trailer that I'm going to bring up so we can listen to what that's going to be about. Um, I'm very excited to see how this game plays. I hope they bring back some, uh, some incredible, um, what I want to say, some incredible com uh, campaign mode. I want to see more campaigns. Like I missed the Black Ops campaign. Uh, in general, the storyline behind the games are just so powerful. They, they, I feel like Black Ops campaign modes were more interactive. 
like the story modes were so deep and made you think about everything like wow this is actually like this is some deep stuff like it makes that it, it brings that personal attachment to the game itself you know um the competitive scene of it like uh if you go to multiplayer you can i feel like black ops never disappointed never i'll take that back uh last black ops 4 was something different all right it was fun for a while it was fun for a while but it, it, it felt different but i feel like now that the black ops trilogy or black ops you know um the black ops brand is going back to its roots it's like the old school um history with the you know the, the cold war and the feeling of the old school games like when it first came out that's what i needed that for me personally that's what i needed when it went to like the futuristic stuff and all that flying around and stuff that wasn't i don't think that was what call of duty black ops was supposed to be it wasn't who black ops was intended to become it wasn't so now that it's going back in time to the cold war to the old school to its roots of history and all that stuff i feel like this is going to be one of the biggest one of the most I feel like one of the most sold um, games in Call of Duty history. I feel it. I feel like this could be it. But I'm not going to talk any more anymore about it. I'm going to show you guys the uh, the trailer. Uh, if you guys are listening to it through uh, listen to this podcast through audio, um, I apologize. But this is <laughs> this isn't to the audio. It's it's really good stuff. All right. So here we go.
Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I am so, so excited for this game to come out. I know players um, all, <laughs> all around the world are excited to see this game come out. Now, I know for a fact that when it, the the multiplayer reveal, or just, yeah, the multiplayer reveal comes out um, September 9th, which I'm, I'm very, like, super stoked about. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Being able to play that game on multiplayer uh, is going to feel great. Going back to a Black Ops feeling, um, the Black Ops gameplay is going to be incredible. Now, the game releases November 13th of this year. And usually, that's when all the Call of Duty comes out. It's always the end of the year, close to November, which is close to my birthday. So, that's a great thing for me. Ha-ha! <laughs> birthday present. Just putting that out there. All right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but with this game coming out, I can only imagine the competitive part of this. I can only imagine how incredible it's going to fit. It's going to be to be able to watch our pros absolutely dominate in this game. Now, from what I heard, from what sources were saying, Warzone is going to be a, um, a it's going to be the battle royale for Call of Duty from now on, moving forward. So, um, the Cold War uh, Black Ops game will have supposedly Warzone incorporated into its game. Now. I think it's going to be cool to do that. You know, Warzone is a really popular game all around the world. It is um, it's a game that uh, has has a huge competitive scene to it now, which is incredible. Um, if you think about, like, um, the MFAM, uh, Nick Merckx tournaments that he's done, um, Cash Up has done uh, a Warzone tournament uh, the other day. Um, there's so many different Warzone tournaments and, you know, uh, surround, there's so many different tournaments around, surrounding Warzone, which is incredible. Uh, a lot of people have said it, Warzone probably saved Mo uh, Modern Warfare's game. This could have been, this probably would have, I think it saved the game. To me, I enjoy multiplayer. I'm a big multiplayer fan, you know, I'll play pubs all day and, you know, have, fun, you know, have a good time with it. But those who are um, truly in depth with the game, they see the flaws. They understand that there are things that need to be fixed. They understand that things need to be better. And they said that this is probably the worst Call of Duty that they have ever played. Scump has said it. Other pros have uh, said their uh, said their piece with this game, and top streamers have also added their two cents into this as well. And they all come to the conclusion that Warzone is the the key piece. That saved this game. Even though Warzone isn't flawless, it still has a lot of errors. There's a lot of cheaters out there. There's a lot of hackers, and there's so much in the in the in the guns in the game. Let's let's. Mm. Man, <laughs> the guns in the game. A lot of them that they release. All of them need nerfs. Like a lot of them need nerfs. Um, but. Outside of that, you know, it, the game is it's a lot of it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's in, it's incredible to watch, it's it's inter entertaining to watch, and uh, a lot of people see this as the game, or at least the mode that that saved Modern Warfare. Now, I don't see that being a thing for Black Ops. 
I don't I don't see that Warzone is going to be the saving grace of Black Ops because I feel like Black Ops will be able to to learn from uh, Act, uh, Infinity Ward's mistakes when it comes to you know all the stuff they've been able to provide in this game and lack thereof. Um, I see that uh, Treyarch is going to do their best to make sure that Black Ops Cold War is going to be the better Call of Duty. Without without any hesitation, this is going to be the better Call of Duty between Warface. I mean, uh, Modern Warfare and Black Ops. This is going to be the the one that revamps and uh, boosts up the esteem and the excitement of Call of Duty in the in the competitive scene and just the scene in general. Um, now I'm excited just to see how it's all how it all works out and just to see how how well the maps are going to look. How well the maps are going to flow. Like flow. If you guys are lo watching the video, um, we saw a part of the multiplayer map, uh, and, and you know there's there's um, there's jeeps, there's planes, there's helicopters, there's there's vehicles in some of the multiplayer uh, maps. So I'm like, this is going to be different. Like this is going to be epic. So when more information comes out, we know we're going to talk more about it, uh, and I'm I'm just excited to see how it goes. But ladies and gentlemen. Uh, beast all out there thank you so much for tuning in i wanted to take some time to just talk about the call of duty league again and uh what happened this past two weekends and uh and actually admit that my bracket was not going to work it was terrible it was broken thanks to london royal ravens congratulations to you guys for making the top four and it messed me up on, a, on that bracket buddy you messed me up on that <laughs> so congratulations to to the top two teams that made it to the finals, you know, Atlanta Faze and also the champs of the Call of Duty inaugural league 2020 champions, the Dallas Empire. Uh, Crim6, Clayster, again, congratulations to both of you guys. Dream Ring Club, you already know what it is. That's what I'm talking about. Congratulations. You guys are beasts. You guys are monsters. Shotsies, uh, Shotsy, congratulations to becoming that rookie of the, uh, the season, rookie of the year. Um, Crim6, congratulations to being the best Call of Duty player in the history of Call of Duty, um, and also uh, the MVP of the league. Congratulations, buddy. You got, you deserve it. You're freaking amazing. Um, and cheers to the next season. I'm, exci I'm excited, y'all. We're going to continue to cover more information uh, with Call of Duty and some other stuff. Next time we talk, uh, we'll be a little bit more diving into the streaming streamer news, uh, just to talk about what's going on with streaming and um, – some big deals are going on. Some 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 big deals are going on. We're going to talk about um, some some ownerships, some co-ownerships have happened in the past uh, few weeks, um, and how celebrities and athletes, uh, um, professional athletes, are getting involved with esports. Um, so all I gotta say is don't sleep on esports, guys. This is just the beginning of something great. This is continuing to to grow worldwide. No matter who you are. There's a chance for you to be involved, and this is our chance to be involved as well. We do our podcast here to talk about Call of Duty and some other um, esports and other streaming things, and just esports in general as much as we possibly can. But all I want to say is do not sleep on esports. It is the biggest, fastest industry growing. All right? So I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in as, uh, as well. Thank you so much for watching the video. If you're hearing this through audio, thank you for tuning in through the audio. Please be safe. Continue being uh, responsible uh, people out there. Be safe, y'all. Be safe. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, really, really soon. 
I'm super excited to see how this uh, Cold War works out. All right, here we go. Talk to you guys later. I'm out. Beast mode out.